I'm Megan. I'm Colin. And this is Pet Sitter Sitter Confessional. Confessional. An open and honest discussion about life as a pet sitter. Brought to you by Time to Pet and Pet Perennials. Lindsay and Therese were busy running their own races, running their own businesses, meeting the needs of their clients. And it would have stayed that way until one day they realized that they have a whole lot more in common than they ever imagined. They merged their businesses, and today we're really excited to have both of them on to talk about what that process was like, how to know when it's time to make big changes, and working together as a team. Let's get started. So my name is Therese. Hello. Um, I am co-owner of Suburban Pets with uh, my partner, Lindsay, and we are a dog walking and pet sitting service on Long Island. We do dog walking and pet sitting in our clients' homes. Uh, We've been in business since 2011, and Lindsay actually had her own business um, until 2018 when the two of us merged, and that's how we became partners. So uh, my name is Lindsay. And uh, I started my own pet care business back in, um, I want to say it was like 2015, 2016. I was uh, 22 at the time, actually. Um, I never had the uh, view that I would be a business owner uh, or do this uh, at all. I actually was in a completely different uh, field of cosmetology, but um, things kind of fell into my lap and I started kind of just taking off with it. I really enjoyed it. Uh, I didn't really want to be in the salon setting anymore. Uh, I was kind of getting annoyed with like listening to people's personal problems and, you know, waiting on people hand and foot, doing makeup every day. Uh, and I loved people's pets. So uh, I started dog walking for clients. And that's basically how I became a company. Uh, one thing led to another. And both of you kind of went, oh, this is a thing. I can do this. And yeah. I can, uh, there's all these opportunities out there now with both of your backgrounds in in business how how do you feel like that those backgrounds influence how you're able to run your companies um so the thing i always you know come back to is um i kind of joke a lot you know because certainly you know you don't require um an advanced degree to have your own business. Plenty of people who don't go to college have successful businesses and they have that mindset. And so I think to myself, you know, should I have spent all this money on my, my education and, and gone through it? And at the end of the day, yes, I, I, it was the right path for me. It put me in a different mindset. It made me think much more, um, I was much more business oriented. I look at every, I, I truly look at everything as a, as a business. And when I'm uh, introduced to somebody new that is a business owner, I want to learn more about their business. I want to learn how they market, how they advertise, how they hire, what their margins are, how they can improve. And so for me, you know, having that advanced degree or, you know, any degree um, in business just really made a switch for me. It, it made my brain go from, I don't want to say, you know, civilian, I don't know what the term is, but you know, it made me go from just, you know, a non-business minded person to a business minded person. And, and I love to look at our business and, you know, think about ways that I can improve it and take the, all the things that I've learned from business school and, and apply them. So for me, um, you know, I went to college for the experience of going to college because I went um, two years after I would have went if I went directly after high school. So I went there just like, listen, I need to go to college for something. I'm not just going to go for like, you know, liberal arts. I'm like, let's just go for business. So 
I didn't really have, um, like I said, I didn't have any you know, future plans of starting a business. But once I started getting into dog walking, all that stuff that I had learned about the different types of corporations and, um, you know, all that liability and all this stuff, I kind of applied it that way. So it did help me in the term that it wasn't, it wasn't like a foreign matter to me. I was like, I know I need to do this. I know I need this. This is who I need to contact for this, which is why I kind of felt like, I moved really quickly when I first started. Uh, and like Therese mentioned, you know, she, she always wants to learn about people's business. We're always, we're so interested in how other people work now. And it's, and it's funny because we do, you know, talk about other businesses, not in a bad way, in a very, you know, positive way. And we're just so interested in how other people do things and, and their approach on stuff. So, Mm -hmm. uh, I think it definitely took a while to learn everything was, you know, you, you learn more about things like, uh, the internet and the way people advertise is always changing. You know, back when I first started and when Therese started, the way that you would advertise and market was more so, okay, maybe um, in a newspaper, maybe in a magazine, maybe in a flyer. And now it kind of is, to- is totally shifted to, we need to be online and social media is gigantic. You know, Facebook is huge. So, you know, that sort of approach, you know, I think when you go to school for business and you learn about all this stuff, it definitely changes throughout the year. So you can still have a business degree, but I think everything kind of progresses as time goes on and changes that, you know, you could talk to somebody who's a very successful business owner, but what they did 20 years ago isn't necessarily going to be what you're supposed to do now. Yeah, I agree. I just want to touch on that. Like I always, you know, we have the dog walking and pet sitting business and, um, uh, teaching, you know, dog and cat first aid and CPR, I would always have to teach my students that everything in life is on a continuum. So there's always new evidence that appears. There's always things shifting and changing with the times and with, you know, more knowledge and education, everything, it changes, nothing is static and which, which is a good thing. Um, and that's the other thing, like Lindsay's saying with marketing, you know, we are now so research-based and um, we want to get results before we start marketing. We want to have a target audience. So things, like she said, have definitely changed from, you know, 15, 20 years ago where, you know, you were doing paper advertisements. Now, you know, the term, uh, the slogan, paper is dead. It's kind of true. and, And that's what we're definitely experiencing. Well, hearing that both of your backgrounds helped you set up, helped set you both up to at least interpret what is sometimes a foreign language of business lingo and navigate your way through both of those. I know Megan and I have no background in in business or in marketing or anything like that. And it did take us a long time to kind of get our feet under us and figure out exactly, you know, it, well, Lindsay, you touched on this, like who to go for questions. How do you approach this? What does this even mean? And many, right. people, many times that's where we find ourselves. A lot of people get started in this because it's a passion and they don't have this background right. or way to interpret things. And right. they feel kind of lost and lonely at times to know, yeah. I, man, mm-hmm. I, I want to make this happen, but there's, oh, there's all this paperwork or I don't even know what questions to ask because I don't even know anything. So right. sometimes it can be a little, um, uh, challenging to to look at yeah. what you have to overcome. Yeah. Sure. 
Yeah. We still we still get to uh, down those roads sometimes where we kind of scratch our heads. So I don't think anybody should really you know feel like they're in the dark. But because everybody's like that, honestly, it's you know you get things change every day. So yeah. you always kind of gotta just <laughs> keep researching. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, it's a good reminder, too, of like, okay, I learned this one time. Uh, that That's not the last time I'm going to have to look at it. That's not the last time I'm going to have to revisit this. I'm going to need to stay fresh and on this and keep reviewing it and keep looking at it because marketing does change. Forms do change. Business practices do change. All of that is in flux. And it's kind of our, it's, well, it is our, part of our job as business owners to, to, be, to be knowledgeable of where that's headed. Have you heard of Time to Pet? Dan from NYC Pooch has this to say. Time to Bet has been a total game changer for us. It's helped us streamline many aspects of our operation, from scheduling and communication to billing and customer management. Uh, we actually tested other pet sitting softwares in the past, but these other solutions were clunky and riddled with problems. Everything in Time to Pet has been so well thought out. It's intuitive, feature rich, and it's always improving. If you are looking for new pet sitting software, give Time to Pet a try. Listeners of our show can save 50% off your first three months by visiting timedpet.com slash confessional. Both of you are operating your businesses back in, you know, uh, 2011, 2013, 14, 15, and 2018 happens. How did the conversation of a merger come up between your two companies? I'll let Lindsay tell the story. (laughs) So... Uh, like I mentioned, I started my own business in 2016. So I had a couple years under my belt, but uh, it was still very fresh and I was still very young. Um, I was also juggling, you know, uh, still doing things in the salon, still doing things on the side before I completely took this over. But uh, I then knew of Therese because like I said, I took her CPR class and I knew of her. So that was kind of like my cue to, you need to look into all these other companies and what are they doing versus you. So I would spend literally countless hours. I would even make up email address and pretend I was a client and email her. And she, and I, I, and you know what? It's funny because, you know, really you are supposed to know about your competition. And I never wanted to take anybody down. I was just like, I need to be at par with them. So I, uh, I started, you know, looking into the other companies, what they had to offer, all this stuff. And I really did look up to her. And a lot of all my family and friends who knew me would always be like, you're always mentioning this woman. You freaking hate her. And I'm like, I don't hate her. I'm like, she has a really good business. I'm like, and that's what I want to be. So, um, uh, you know, <laughs> yeah, it's really cute. And, and Teresa's like, oh, my God, shut up. <laughs> 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 um. But so eventually, you know, I, I skyrocketed. I really did. I mean, I had, you know, in a matter of two years, I did have a very significant sized business. I had staff who worked for me. I had an accountant, but I was still ultimately the manager. I didn't really have somebody who took the reins, who took the phone. I was juggling walking, you know, doing everything. And I did have an accountant, but other than that, that's all I really had. Um, so me and Therese were friendly and uh, we would always reach out to each other as far as uh, employees because, you know, as we know, uh, people kind of jump around, especially in this industry. So if they work for one company, they're not happy, then they go to another one or, you know, right. they do, they get terminated or, you know, whatever. So we would kind of look out for one another like, hey, 
somebody is leaving my company, they might go look, you know, just be on the lookout, not a good fit, blah, 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 Mm. which was good. And, you know, it's good to have a nice relationship because we were in the same towns. We did the same territory area. Mm. And, you know, if I was curious, I'd be like, you know, screw this girl. Like, this is my, like, this, (laughs) this is my domain. And I just kind of came in swinging. So one day, you know, a few weeks went by and I was thinking to myself, like, I'm stressed. I'm young. I don't have a life. I, you know, I lost a lot of friends because I was always working. Like I was doing evenings, weekends, I missed holidays. And I was like, something's got to give. And I don't know if hiring a manager even went through my mind. I think it was more so I want to have somebody to work with me that has the same, um, motivation and dedication because like a manager, they working for somebody, it's not their company. So ultimately, you know, if they want vacation, if they want to leave, they don't care. You just put in a request. I was like, I feel like a partner is more suitable because we both would have our heart and soul in it. Like it's our baby. And I want somebody to look at it like that with me. So Mm -hmm. I reached out to her and I just, I just, I, straight out said what I was, was I, what I was looking for. I was like, listen, are you open to emerge? Like we do the same towns. Um, I think we offer the same sort of services. Um, would something like that interest you, you know, like, why don't we meet up and just talk about it? Um, I was like, because it's either that, or I don't know what to do from here because I was like so stressed. Uh, and that's basically what happened. I mean, we met one day, uh, you know, we, decided that we obviously needed to get an accountant involved, figure out, you know, what to do, different roles, how we're going to divide up all this and how we're going to merge our company together with our softwares, with our phones, mm-hmm. with our clients, our staff. Mm-hmm. And we mm-hmm. worked together. Yeah. It was, yeah. It was a good, it was as smooth as it could be, honestly. Well, so from, from your perspective, Therese, how did you know yeah. that this was this was a good fit. Uh, you have this, you know, young gun out here swinging, going crazy. Uh, that, no, no, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and uh, you get, you get approached uh, by, for, for, for this merger. Is that something that you ever thought was possible or what was going through your mind at that time? No. And to be honest, I think even walking into the meeting, I was very apprehensive Um, because although we knew each other and I knew she was a lovely person and, you know, like she said, we would kind of look out for each other. I would never want anybody's business to go down. You know, I had that, you know, at least that respect for her. I was still apprehensive because again, it's like giving your child, you know, overhanding your child over to somebody. And for me, that's very much what it was. Like she said, I didn't go to a holiday dinner, a birthday party for probably four or five years. So my blood, sweat, and tears literally went into this business. So I was very apprehensive, but you have that spidey sense inside of you. And I always say that when I go against it, I kick myself later because if I have a bad feeling about maybe a potential employee, I always have to, you know, kind of investigate that and see why that's going on inside of me. So anyway, when we had that first meeting, it was at Starbucks on like, um, I remember it was an afternoon um, and we just kind of sat at the back of Starbucks and just immediately I could feel that there was so much genuine, um, 
uh, aspiration. There was so much, you know, that she put into the, her business is similar to what I put into my business. And that if we could come together with this genuine passion and love for what we were doing, then we could be bigger and better. So I left that meeting very, very much on the other end of the spectrum where my apprehension turned to excitement. And then we, like Lindsay said, had our accountant involved. We've had an attorney involved just to, you know, draft up our documents and stuff like that. We decided to merge our software and, you know, it takes, it's like a marriage. You have to agree on certain things and pick your battles. You know, if things aren't that important, then you let them go. And if they're really important to you and you're passionate about them, then you fight for them. And that marriage is what we have dedicated ourselves to. And it's, it's, it works for us. Like we're, we're very lucky in the way that it has worked. I don't want to cry like a jerk, but like, we're very <laughs> Oh my lucky. God, please cry. <laughs> so like, yeah, because sometimes we want to kill each other. Like, don't get me wrong. I want to kill her sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's, the feeling is totally mutual, but yeah. 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 But you know, that's, it works. That's, yeah. That's, that's what comes from a relationship like that both having on equal footing there of the passion and you know that the other person is equally invested in the success and well-being of both you and the company really helps you have a lot more confidence and trust in how you move forward. You know, this, this idea of merging is, is it's interesting to, to hear both of your perspectives of, because uh, I know many times the answer, you know, and Lindsay, you even addressed this of going, well, you know, I don't know if I want to just hire more, right? I don't know if yeah. hiring is the answer for me. And, and yeah. same thing with you, Teresa, going, well, maybe hiring isn't, more, you know, me doing more hiring is might not be the best fit for this. So it's not right. always the the solution. And being able to look right. at each other and go, wow, we have all these strengths, we have all this commonality, we have all the same passion together. Um, yeah. You know, let's 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 bring that together. So I th- I think it's really interesting to hear how both of you were were thinking and approaching this, trying to solve this same same problem. Mm-hmm. Yes, we were very much both in that same place of stress and total. Pride and dedication, I think yeah. it was. It was like not wanting to let it go, but also like, oh my God, I'm running myself into the ground and I think I need a change sort of thing. Like 90, 100 hours of work every week. You just can't sustain that for the long run. Yeah, you were looking for somebody as passionate as you were to come alongside you and, and help you. Yes. Yeah, we and we both brought different things to the table. And, you know, yes. I think she opened my eyes to certain things and I opened hers to certain things. And we took bits and pieces of both of our companies and made it the best of both worlds. And the year after we merged was the most successful business, um, the most successful year. I mean, obviously we haven't been together for super long and COVID hit and stuff, but we saw ourselves completely, you know, like, skyrocketing. We were doing fantastic. We had a great system. You know, we now work as a legitimate, like a, like on a larger company scale. We've obviously since COVID taken it down, down a much bigger notch, but we, we came together in the sense of, okay, uh, we're going to divvy up the powers. We're going to, you can do this. I could do that. Uh, and you know, let's get a manager, let's get assistant managers. Let's make it so that, you know, we are a company and let's keep on going and, you know, have meetings and, you know, just delegate all, you know, the powers and 
it worked and out. Now really we can well. each take yeah. time off. Like we can go to holiday dinners and do different things because you know one of us will take the reins one week or one day, and then and we switch off. So it's it's two equal people, not just an hourly employee that you're depending on. I kind of want to dive into that that process a little bit more. Uh, you, you have these two separate companies. Yeah, I know you said you kind of operate and have the same vision for them, but but kind of when you're at that table, what was it like deciding what was worth fighting for versus okay, I'll give up on this and pick a different battle for each of you? You know, um, so the first thing that we had to come to the uh, terms with was what is our business name going to be because. Yeah. I was Lindsay's pet care service, which was so not original at all. And hers was <laughs> suburban pets. And I was like, well, it can't be Lindsay's pet care service. That's not fair. And so we, we, I was like, I'm fine with suburban pets. Like that's like, I, I'm fine with that. It is what it is. And let's just take, you know, the colors from mine and a little part of my logo with your name. And it was just as easy as that. Honestly, mm-hmm. I, I really, there was a lot of the process. I really don't know with mergers it would go as smooth as it was no, i think no, that we yeah. i think that we're like we ha- we're both i'm more opinionated in many aspects and i think i'm more of like i don't know i, I don't know how to explain myself but we both get along pretty well like you know ultimately it's just after the first couple of years that's when you you say you know like just stop with fighting stop it's a battle you're not going to win and let's just yeah. move forward from this. But yeah, yeah, I mean, that that was the first thing we conquered, I think, was the name and the logo. Yeah. And, and then the there were other like operational things. Like I remember, for example, my clients only had a one hour time yes. frame for, yes. for arrival. And, you know, it was preposterous to me to suggest that I would go to a two hour time frame because then my clients would have to get used to that now a new way. And it was a little bit scary for me because then, you know, right away you think, oh my God, my clients are going to leave. But I accepted it and we went to the two hour time frame and not one person batted an eyelash. I mean, sometimes there are people that will, you know, kind of want their smaller time frame for the dog walker to arrive. but. For the most part, I mean, it was a very smooth transition and it was a better move. It was definitely a better move. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Especially, you know, with with hiring and having people work for us. When so many people want this specific hour in the middle of the day that to, to I, and I explained to her, like having two hours is just so much better. It could give people, you know, our staff more work, number one, um, rather than hiring somebody, let's say to do four visits out now, this person can maybe do six visits and be more worth their time. Yeah. When I think about changing policies and stuff, I know I like at least for Megan and I, like our policies are kind of our little babies. Like we, we are pretty passionate <laughs> about them and we yeah. fight for them with clients and we teach them to our staff. And, and so I, I can't even imagine now trying to have, you know, Therese with her, her passion about her policies and, and Lindsay with you passionate about your policies coming together and trying to rectify them kind of line item almost of, of how to make sure that it's still going to work as a company. And we're not stepping, you know, also not stepping on anybody's feet because we want to respect what somebody else has and and pull that together. Mm-hmm. Right. And that's, yeah. again, where the whole thing about picking your battles definitely comes in. If it's just not that important, then don't fight about it. Like that is just, I think any relationship, whether it's 
business partnership or friendship or marriage, like if it's not important, there's no reason to fight for it. Mm. So the policies that we have implemented are definitely a combination of what hers were and mine. And we just tweaked it and agreed upon it. And it's, they've stayed the same since 2018. Yeah, we've adjusted a couple like minor things, but that's just because as time goes on, your business grows, you grow as a person and you're just like, is this, do I still want to handle it this way? Yeah. Um, you know, but yeah, for the most part, I also, like I said, I did my hardcore research on suburban pets when I was Lindsay's pet care, found her policies and was like, all right, I'm going to run with this. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> no, I, did, I, I obviously had my own little flair on it, but I was like, all right, here we Whoops. go. So yeah. maybe it was just like all, like, this is like what was in store for me. It was like, listen, like, you're yeah. just going to slide right in. <laughs> Maybe that's why there wasn't so much to change. Hearing that again is just a reminder of of why this communication is so important in not just our lives, but also business and with clients and whatnot. So when you sat down to to put the business together, you have two two separate ones. Did you, as far as like business structure wise, um, did you did you change how you were organized with um, you know uh, LLC or anything like that to to bring everybody together? Yes, we did. We, um, I was an LLC. Lindsay, you were an LLC as well? No, I was always a C-Corp. Always. Okay. Oh. So we, we actually hired Lindsay's uh, accountant and we went with the corporation. So, um, hmm. which was a really good move in many ways as well. So we did the C-Corp um, and it's, yeah, it's been the right move for us as well. Also, you know, when, when you're working by yourself and, you know, it was just me and me and Therese separately, you know, we also were paying ourselves differently and, you yeah. know, that everything, a lot of things changed in that sense, you know, behind the scenes like that. But ultimately I think it all worked out for the better because there's just no, um, you know, gray, gray area now. It's like, we know this is what we have to do. Our accountant follows us every step, you know, comes with every step of the way. So yeah, there was, there was a lot of changes in that sense. And, you know, I, we, we will say that there were employees that she had and there were employees that I had that weren't very happy with this change, but then, and some of them fell off, which is fine because ultimately it wasn't, they weren't good fit for us. And some of them were great and are still, you know, with us today. So. Yeah, I mean, yeah. there's, of course, changes. That's the other side of this is, you know, you two have decided that this is a, a really good move for both of you, but you still have, <laughs> each have staff and you also have clients. So let's start with staff. What was it like communicating this process to them and helping them see how it would benefit them? For me, I, I definitely tried to use a lot of candor. So I didn't sugarcoat anything. I didn't go into the announcement softly. I just kind of announced it and this is how it's going to be. And these are the new perks that you're going to have. And there were definitely some perks, like we implemented a retirement plan for them, which is a nice perk that we do a small match, which a lot of companies don't do anymore. So that was a really nice perk. And then, you know, another, uh, but uh, on the 
negative side, some could view as negative, they were going to have now another boss that they didn't know that was relatively unfamiliar with exactly how we work every single day. So mm. yeah, there were scary parts to it, but as, as the leader, you have to, you know, go in and, and just announce it and, and take the questions and act positive and, and that's how I ha- had to handle it. And I, for the most part, like Lindsay said, that a lot of employees stuck around. We have about 50 employees right now, 45 or 50. And I I don't remember how many I had back then, but I want to say like 90% stuck around. Right, Lindsay? I don't think a lot left. Yeah, no. I mean, now since like, you know, the years have gone on, but no, most of them stayed on. There was a, there were a couple that fell off and that was it. Um, but then that's, that's really it, honestly. They really did. Yeah. They stuck around and we, you know, like, like Therese said, it's just, it's, you can't sugarcoat things like that when there's a major change. I mean, we were merging our software, we were merging our social media pages. Um, you know, we were changing the phone system. Uh, who's going to have the phone? Is there like, you know, what number do you contact for this? So, you know, some people don't adapt to change very well. So I think those people kind of like, were shivering in the corner. And then there were some people who were like, okay, this is fine. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, cause also, you know, in changes like that, it provides an opportunity for people to you know, step up to the plate or trying to yeah. help see where they can fit in, in the new structure when you're communicating these things. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes, totally. And some, yeah, some use it as a, a sort of, sort of a boost to, you know, see where they can help out like in an, and maybe in an elevated position and move up the ladder a little bit. And that is also another thing we started doing is to make uh, training managers. So we bumped up the pay on some of our uh, really amazing employees, which by the way, we do have amazing employees overall, but we bumped up the pay a little bit and have them now train our new employees. So that was something we also started, which was a good move because then there was a little bit more excitement for some of the staff. So you've communicated to the staff and most of them are on board and you're working through that with them. Talk about what it was like now communicating to both of your, your client bases. I think we tried to make it so that it was a seamless change for them. Like we did all the work, you know, yeah, we, um, did. we as, did, we did it as, all. Well, you know, what made it easy as well is that we used the same software system and oh. I didn't take that from Teresa. <laughs> I did just <laughs> do my research on that, um, but it actually ended up working out in our favor because we contacted the software uh, program manager and uh, we were like, listen, can you merge our data together? Um, we are going, we want all of our stuff in the same area. We'll go in and tweak it. And that was definitely a long process. That, that took was a lot of time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, things were inputted in the wrong areas. Uh, you know, like you need, we edited things. Like I said, you know, we adjusted the time frames. A lot of the things on these software programs, you have to manually adjust and edit yourself. So that was long and challenging. But when we told our clients like, Hey, all you need to do is click this link, create a password. And it's everything you've, you've already known before. It made it really easy. Um, it was, it was less, you know, of a change for my clients, especially because we stuck with the two hour frame. So it was the same. And I think actually we took on a little bit of a uh, longer hours. So that was another difference. I think Therese had like an extra hour uh, in the morning and night that 
that I didn't do. And that was something she was really firm on. I want to stick with my hours. And I was like, listen, it's fine. That's, uh, you know, originally if I was by myself, that would scare me because I'm like, oh my God, that's two more hours, you know, (laughs) seven days a week that I need to now be working. But now I was like, listen, we're going to have more structure. We're going to have more staff. You know, I have someone to fall back on. So fine. So it was kind of a plus for my clients. Um, And I, to be honest, I don't remember our pricing. I don't even remember where we were. I think we were in the same ballpark. So I'm not, I don't really remember what that location was. Yeah. Yeah. I don't remember that either. And you know what, for me, it was also uh, just trying to get through to clients with the new phone number. We took Teresa's phone number um, because, you know, she had, uh, she had more clients and it was just easier that way. And I think we took like my, my Instagram page and her Facebook page. Like it was, it was a, a couple different things, but ultimately it was, you know, a communication, you know, to making sure that these clients got the message, they were set up. Uh, we kept uh, our old softwares open. So if we saw that there were requests coming in on our old software, reach out to that client, hey, don't know if you heard about this. Uh, and, you know, after a few months, it was, you know, like just normal. Yeah, it was just was life as we know it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, so you're merging, you're merging the software, the social media, phone systems, policies, procedures. What's something that came up that you were maybe shocked or surprised by, or maybe even forgot about that would need to be addressed? We really, um, and this also goes along hand in hand with like the strengths and stuff that we had. I was very much like, I needed to look at paper. I needed to have a checklist, um, make sure everything was covered. And I did have things that like I had missed and stuff that Therese did a little differently, but ultimately we, I think we covered like all of our corners and the only thing that was a little tricky was, um, you know, the key situation, I think it was, it was like, you know, but it wasn't anything that shocked us. It was just another obstacle. It was, you know, transferring. Well, I had started with my business transferring all of our clients, um, to lock boxes. So we didn't have to hold any keys anymore. And, um, not a hundred percent of the clients had lock boxes yet, but with Lindsay's business, um, she hadn't started to implement the lock boxes yet. So that was, that was a new, something new, not again, not shocking, but just something that was, uh, causing us to work definitely some longer hours, just like the software, um, migration did as well. As I, I can't even imagine trying to keep track of all of these little things that are going on. But you know, if you said like Lindsay, you said like, well, I've I've got a checklist. It's something that I could be reviewing constantly. And and if you have help, and if you've got your tax person there, and you've got this kind of team around you helping you through it, like that, that sounds like that really helps that process move a lot smoother. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and I, I do have to say that along the entire way, I think that your accountant is one of the most important key people that you should make sure that you have a good relationship with them. For example, our accountant, now we can text him and he will get back to us within, literally within 30 minutes. I mean, all the time. Mm -hmm. He's such a great support. So if you can find an accountant that you love and have a good relationship, I I think it's almost, um, the the value is just tremendous. Mm -hmm. Definitely. Well, so other than the, so let's stay on the accountant for just a little bit, because I know that 
that's a recommendation. But what, what in your mind, other than accessibility to and, and being able to answer questions promptly, what makes a good accountant for the kind of businesses that we run? Well, I think definitely somebody organized and reachable and down to earth. Because the reason I say that is because prior to having this accountant, who was Lindsay's accountant first, I had another accountant who he was great. He helped me set up my business and he was very helpful, but not really reachable at, you know, at times I would wait 24 to 48 hours sometimes to get a response. Didn't text, you know, old school phone calls only email, but again, would wait 24 to 48 hours to get that back. So responsiveness, Mm -hmm. organized and knowledgeable, really like we, we look to him for all these questions and really at the end of the day, if we do something wrong, he's not responsible. We are. So we have to trust what he's telling us to save ourselves. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, you know, just to, um, you know, put him more on his high horse, I can't wait to send him this podcast. Yeah, um, during, uh, during COVID, you know, there were so many things that um, oh God, federal, the PPP loan. Um, oh. Yeah. Like federal and state that were so new and, you know, with businesses and, you know, people and their payroll and just so many things that without him, that's it. That's something that we would all be scratching our head about. And you could yeah. do your own research and that's fine. But when you have somebody who's really knowledgeable on stuff like that and knows what, you know, the correct things to do. It's so important. Like we could not have done it without him because we just really couldn't. It, it would have taken us forever and we would have ripped half our ha- hair out. <laughs> yeah, he was great. He's very, he's really great. Well, yeah, careful with it. You say you may have your rates raised after he hears this episode. Um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, really. <laughs> Seriously. (laughs) Well, and, you know, I think, you know, hearing that is just really encouraging to know, like, get support, get organized and and move forward in a a gracious manner to to try and see if this is going, if this is going to work and if it's something that's that's feasible with with each other. So if somebody is listening to this and they're going, hmm, I don't know if hiring is the right thing for me. I don't know if doing these other things for me. How would you advise somebody to whether they should look into a a, a possible merger with another company? I think the first thing that they need to do is take a step back and ask themselves, why why are you feeling this way? What is... Your, what is the problem? Um, can it be fixed? And if it can be fixed, is that a permanent solution? Um, you know, because hiring more can be great at times. And we've all had that, you know, that up where we have so much staff and it's amazing because we don't ever have to worry about, you know, not having enough um, people to work for you. But when it's when it's the end of the day, there could be a week where five of those people now cannot work, uh, whether it be, you know, they're on vacation, they're sick, they have an emergency, they quit, whatever, they're, they're fired, whatever it is. And ultimately, that's going to bring you back to the same problem. Now, if you are one that you can handle things, get through it, and, you know, you're fine with having all that workload on yourself when there's those down points, then you know, maybe push, just push through, find out another, another, uh, way to solve this. But if you're one of those people who's like, listen, I can handle this, but I would like somebody else to, uh, you know, vent to and put our minds together and let's figure out this together. Let's delegate 
you know, when, when this happens, let's figure out like how we could still have a life together. Because I think that's one thing, um, about business owners that is overlooked and they're misjudged and people have this whole, you know, thing about business owners and what they should be and what they need to be. And I think that we need to kind of just push that to the side and realize that regardless if you're a business owner or not, it's really important to take care of yourself. It's important to remember that you do have a personal life and it's very morbid to say, but we all are going to die one day. And are you going to look back and be like, wow, I'm really happy that I was able to spend that holiday with my family. I'm really happy that Mm -hmm. I was able to, you know, go on vacation with my husband. Um, you know, and this wouldn't have been possible because I would have still had the phone with me. I would have still been doing emails. What happens Mm -hmm. is when I was away, my manager, you know, uh, got sick and what happened, like I would have to hold the reins, you know, I think you really need to just look at, you know, your personal life uh, as well. And, and your, yourself, um, Mm -hmm. before making decisions. Mm -hmm. So I do definitely think like, you know, we're, kind of in the lucky we're, we're on the very lucky side because a lot of businesses partnerships do not work out we all know that 90 percent of businesses fail and i would put money on the fact that it's even higher the percentage might be 95 percent of businesses who are partner owned fail and that's because the dynamic has to be on point and that doesn't mean that the relationship has to be perfect because no relationship is perfect but again picking your battles picking the, the right person um, not letting ego get involved in all all decision making and the other thing that I think is really important is making sure that you're in a financial place with the business in order to bring a partner on and make sure that the finances are not going to be pushed in such a way that you're going to be suffering financially. You have to make sure that you're at the right spot for that partnership. So, you know, we were, we happened to be at a good spot. We we both were, um, had our businesses for a couple of years and, and it was, it was the right move. And, it has turned out to be great, but you cannot blindly or prematurely go in and say, oh, I want a partner. You know what? I think maybe the best question to ask yourself is, can you do this business without a partner? And if your answer is yes, then you probably shouldn't take a partner on because I think we, and that, that actually is the truth. I think that we were both at a place where we felt that our lives were in such chaos because we couldn't do anything personally that we were just at that point. And that doesn't mean that we we're, we're partners out of desperation because it's worked really well for us. But if I could continue to do it myself, and if Lindsay could have continued to do it herself happily, I don't think that the conversation or the phone call would have been made to do this merch. So I think you have to be in a place where you're like, I can't do it on my own, whether it's financially or mentally, physically, whatever. And if you can, then you probably should do it on your own. But if you can't, then I I think it's a great idea to partner, but it has to be, that person has to be the right person. And sometimes it turns out that they're not. Pet Perennials makes it easy as one, two, three to send a heartfelt condolence gift directly to someone with a broken heart. They have this awesome direct client gift service that takes the effort off of us and ensures a thoughtful, personalized sympathy gift reaches your client or employee. All gift packages include a handwritten card, colorful gift wrap, and shipping fees across the U.S. and Canada. 
They also offer an array of milestone gifts and greeting cards that can be sent to celebrate birthdays, extend get well wishes, and welcome new and rescued pets. Additionally, there are gift choices in case you need to send a sympathy gift in memory of a special human client or celebrate a pregnancy, engagement, or wedding of a pet lover. If you're interested, register for a free business account to unlock the all-inclusive discounted package prices. Since the service is used on an as-needed basis, there are no monthly or annual obligations or minimum purchase. Learn more and register by using the link in the show notes and enter the referral code PSC at registration to get a unique coupon code to save $2 off any package that you send in your first 90 days. It really seems like you need to ask yourself what kind of relationship you're looking for. Am I am I looking for a partner? Am I looking for a manager? Am I looking for an employee? And what kind of help am I actually needing? If I'm looking for somebody to come in and be as passionate about and be as invested in this business, you know, that well, you can get really good managers, but they'll never quite be the same, right? Or and, and at the end of the day, there's still another employee added to your roster versus somebody who is just as equal champion and helping and brainstorming and doing all that stuff alongside you, not looking for you to lead or anything like that, but right lockstep together and seeing what exactly is, do do I want moving forward and how do I want that relationship to look? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I have to say that, um, you know, COVID came and took down a lot of businesses and the pet care industry definitely got hit really hard over the past couple of years. And you know, having a partner during those two years was a blessing because, you know, we were able to express our feelings to one another. But not only that, it was more so we couldn't financially keep on managers at that point. Yeah. Uh, we were really low um, with uh, our revenue. Yeah, we our were down 90, I think it was 90% at one point, 90% yeah, for it was, at least a stretch of six months, at least. Wow. Yeah, wow. it was um it was definitely a like really really tough year and a half to two years that we were both feeling down, depressed, you know, defeated, but having each other was good to have because yeah. without a manager we were able to equally, you know, distribute what to do and you know, at one point, you know, I, I broke down. I definitely broke down. I feel like there was a lot of people in the world that probably had feelings and breakdowns, uh, because it was so traumatic what we have all been through. Um, but you know, we now don't have a manager still and probably won't for a significant time because we now know how to operate yeah, it's funny. That, that did teach us that. You're right. That, that and, not having yeah. a manager taught us how not to have a manager, which we still do have one manager that's a godsend for us. But now she's part, she's more part time. Mm. Yeah. But, um, you know, we, we now split the roles of, okay, you can have the phone one week. I'll take it this week. If you're going on vacation that week, I'll do the schedule that week. And, you know, you do it next week. And, you know, we're, we're now, more into our business than we ever have been before because we are a hundred percent in it. We are now dealing with the clients and dealing with the staff, but, and, and some people will be like, well, isn't that why you merged in the first place? Yes, but it's so much better because of having each other and being able to distribute the path, like, you know, everything, Mm -hmm. you know, having somebody to fall back on and Mm -hmm. it's, and keeping on, you know, one manager and we even have an HR uh, manager who, you know, helps, uh, 
do background checks and hire yes, employees and, awesome, and set them yeah. up. And those two were the most important for us to keep on because yes. it still gives us that that independent, um, you know, we don't need to do absolutely every single thing. Yeah. These are the and things we that trust we don't. Them. We, yeah. we trust them entirely. Yeah. And that was kind of like, uh, you know, now that things are starting to look up and, and are better, we're really even more thankful for them than ever before, because it gives us the sense that we're still operating. We're still doing a great, a great thing. We didn't give up. And these, these, this is the crew that we need to have. It's like, you know, me and Therese are like really strong partners and we have, you know, a, a small management team, but that's all we need. And we could still succeed and go sky high just like this. So it, it was a blessing. Uh, you know, we went down for a while, but now we come back up and we're kind of stronger from it, honestly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love hearing that. And of the lessons that you continue to learn from what was a very dark and scary time in business and in history and in just on a personal level, too, to know that there are still things we can learn and apply to our businesses uh-huh. so that we can make them the best we possibly can. You know, we've, uh-huh. we've talked a lot about events that happened four years ago or, and were kind of the work scene before then. So I, I did want to, to ask you both, uh, what are you excited about for the future? of suburban pets or, or maybe for, for just you individually? Well, um, both Therese and I, uh, are now going to be, uh, taking a course to be instructed on how to, uh, teach pers- pet first aid and CPR, which Therese was, uh, previously, but the Red Cross got away with their, um, with that pet first aid stuff. So we are yeah, now they're not gonna... doing, uh, live classes anymore. So I'm unable to certify people yet. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. So now, um, you know, Teresa had approached me about that and was like, listen, I want to, I want to do this. And I was like, you know what? I think it's important that we both do it. If we want to ride this through as partners together, both of us should have the same knowledge on something that's really important like that. Um, again, you know, taking on the reins, she gets sick one night and was teaching a class to our staff. I need to be able to, to teach them and certify them as well. Mm. So we're both going to be instructors which is great for our company because we can certify our staff now, make sure that they know what to do. Um, And then, you know, it's not like if if somebody calls me and is like, oh my God, what do I do in a certain situation? I can very confidently talk them through without being like, call Therese, you know, because, Mm -hmm. you know, for, for a long time, that is what happened. I was like, I'm not as uh, educated on this stuff like she is. So she'd be able to talk somebody through CPR uh, doing uh, in a car, which had happened when I would be like, oh my God, I kind of forgot what are the compressions and all this stuff. So I don't want that to happen, you know, for, for either of our sake. I want to be able to be just as reliable with that. So I definitely see that as a positive for our company mm-hmm. and making it stronger. Yeah. Um, and, and I think overall, yeah. like we both have the attitude of like taking over the world. Like we both still want, <laughs> we, we both still want growth. Um, although like we both, we said, you know, the pandemic has changed a lot of things and it has definitely changed the minds of potential candidates. You know, um, the empl- people have the pick of the litter now as to where they work. So, um, the staff turnover has been, Eh, a little frustrating. It's always going to be frustrating in every industry, but it has definitely been more frustrating since the pandemic began. Um, And I forgot where I was going with this. 
taking over the world. Um. Right. So, 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 <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. so actually what we had to do, which is interesting is although we continue to desire to take over the world, we actually scaled back on the territory that we cover. So instead of servicing 40 towns, we're now servicing 20. But I will tell you that since we dropped those towns and we were able to shift our staff over from the territories that we're no longer servicing, um, we were able to now accept new clients in those territories. And now we're really doing just as, we're doing over 200 walks a day again. Um, We were doing 300 pre-pandemic over 300. So now, you know, we're, we're back up, like we're at 65 to 70% of where we were. And that's, you know, considering that the pandemic happened and also that we had to cut our territory in half. So we're still on the right track to do what we want to do, which is continuously grow. That's really cool to hear again, as continuing to adapt and change. And even with that, that kind of seismic shift of going from 20, 40 towns down to 20, like I, I know for a lot of businesses, that would be super scary to think that you're decreasing your service area by half. Oh, it was scary. (laughs) But then to to hear that you've been able to... Uh, meet meet the demands meet the needs even more is 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 really cool to hear i think that um you know and a lot of businesses ex- uh, experience this that with the staff and not uh, people not wanting to work me and Therese both had the same um you know what what we thought we should do uh we were like we need to fix this problem and we obviously cannot hire. So we need to take this a little bigger step. And it was definitely upsetting and scary and concerning to us. And we both felt, you know, uncomfortable, but we both knew deep down that it was the correct thing to do. And ultimately we are so happy with that. Yeah. It's been such a good move. We were just spinning our wheels. Really. We were just continuously spinning our wheels. So it was the right move for us. Yeah. Therese and Lindsay, I have, I can't tell you how much I have enjoyed learning from both of you about how you've made your businesses into one and how you've made that work through dedication and through recognition of passion and strengths and weaknesses and have continued to adapt and change. Uh, but I know that there's a, a lot more that we didn't get a chance to, to dive into and you both have so much knowledge and experience to share. So how best can uh, listeners get in touch with you and follow along with everything that you both have going on? Um, follow us on social media, Facebook, Suburban Pets, Dog Walking and Pet Sitting. And then our Instagram account is Suburban underscore pets. Is that right, Lynn? Yeah. And, you know, um, we're we're both in uh, a lot of the pet sitter groups that are on Facebook. And, uh, you know, when we have time, occasionally we'll chime in if somebody was like, oh, I have a situation, you know, I'll, I'll kind of, you know, put my two cents in and be like, you know, you're feel, you're you're doing the wrong thing. You know, we don't do that all the time. But, you know, if somebody I always tell people that asking other pet sitters um, and dog walkers really is is a good idea to to lean on and ask for advice because we're all in this together ultimately you know and um you know asking people for help is not always a bad thing right <laughs> right well i'll i'll have uh, i'll have links to instagram and facebook on the show notes and on the website as well so people can uh start following along and start picking your brains on some stuff too um, this has been a fascinating conversation about your merger. Um, I'm, I'm just, again, so thankful for both of your time today. 
and really appreciate it. Thank you for having us. Thank you. Thanks so much. Merging their businesses was like a marriage. They had to pick their battles. I've been thinking about that quote a lot since I had my conversation with Therese and Lindsay. It was a reminder that we pick our battles in things every single day. And in business, whether you're a solopreneur, you have one employee, or you have 30, there are battles that we have to pick. There are relationships that we choose, we intentionally decide to preserve, to nurture, and to maintain day after day. It's not easy. Having a healthy relationship in a business or at the personal level means making sacrifices, and each person commits to that. In business, it gets a little tricky knowing what it is important to sacrifice and what we need to stand firm on. But that's why understanding your why and your mission statement and having those goals lined out is so important so that you know exactly what decisions will bring you closer or further away from where you want to go and what relationships are going to be important to you as well. We'd like to thank our sponsors, Time to Pet and Pet Perennials, for making today's show possible. And we really want to thank you so much for listening. We know this is a busy time and a busy season for you, and it means so much that you would spend some of your day and week listening to us and the stories that people share. We hope you have a wonderful rest of your week, and we'll be back again soon. I'm <laughs> sorry.